Great, guys. This part one of a, another two-part. Um, we got some free, excellent legal advice from Ezwani Abi, uh, the owner of Abi Legal, Abi Legal and uh, Abi Brokerage. Um, we are excited, so you guys can have get a lot of value from this. Um, it was really good, guys. So I would implore you. If you have the time, just watch this thing from start to end. Um, yeah, so, you know, this is the first of two. We'll have the two, the second one coming in. All right. Welcome to the Sun Island. Great. So um, welcome back to uh, another episode of the Sun Island I'm actually pretty excited about this episode on today. Um, today we are speaking with Ezwani Abi. Um, she's a lawyer uh, and business owner, and she's a real real estate broker as well. Um, so Ezwani, um, I like your name. Okay, <laughs> what's <you>. the origin? <laughs> Ezawai is Nigerian. It's oh. Igbo, the Igbo tribe in Nigeria. Nice, nice. Um, so I always say it's, it seems like I'm getting a theme here, but I'm getting a lot of immigrants. Oh, really? <laughs> and I always say immigrants get the job done. Yeah, yep. right, yep. right. Um, but you're in the, the legal field, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a thing with, with, with youngsters. What do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. And you're going to hear lawyer, doctor, stuff like that, right? But the population is gigantic and only not that much folks actually become that what they said they were going to become. Yeah. So what's the difference maker uh, for like um, a professional like you that say it yeah. and actually become it? Well, I think that we can start with the most interesting thing. I never said I wanted to be a lawyer. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> actually, I always said I wanted to be a business person, mm. a business owner. Um, I remember, at least I was reminded recently, that I would always say I wanted to own several businesses. So that was always the goal, to kind of be a business owner. And I wanted to own businesses where people would need me. Mm. <laughs> so maybe there was a complex there, I don't know. But um, law school was more, when I, of course, immigrants, you come here, they ask you, give you options. You have to go to school, pick what you're going to do. Um, I somehow ended up with law because I like reading, I like writing, and I couldn't pass physics. So mm -hmm. if I did pass physics, I would have probably been a doctor, but I just couldn't make it out through physics. I kept falling asleep, and that's why we ended up here. You're <laughs> right. Yeah. That's an awesome default. <laughs> it's like, you know, I know I like school, but it's either be a doctor or a lawyer or something that will give me the option to have my own business. So that was always in the back of my head. Something nice. where I could have my own business. Nice. So um, you came to the U.S. Um, let's back up a little bit. You want to kind of give us a little bit background, kind of going back as a youngster? Yeah, sure. I moved to the U.S., at 13, actually. So I grew up in Nigeria. I moved to the U.S. at 13. My mom was here, so I was kind of migrating to come be with her. Uh, and that was it, I think. To be with her, go to school, move to the U.S., move to Texas, kind of did the whole school thing, you know, did high school, college. I was here in Houston, law school. Wanted to leave, considered going back home to go work and sort of establish my life there but it didn't quite work out that way so I moved here and somehow we just stayed interesting <laughs> you at some point wanted to move back to Nigeria yeah yeah well, I have, think talk, I think I left 
I'm curious. Let's <laughs> yeah. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I th- okay. So I think I left too early. And I say too early. I was 13. Um, it was sort of a surprise. So it wasn't. Ne- I wasn't really part of the plan of my own departure, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. My, my mom was here. My father was at home. My father was sick and he was dying. I didn't know that at the time. So it was kind of like, hey, you got to go. We're gonna-. So it was all this stuff. And then you move and then your dad dies. And you're like, wait, so I'm never going back home? Like what? So I think in the back of my head, I always thought, okay, I want to go back. Mm. 10 years later or so, I go back to kind of go see my dad's gravesite and everything else and just realize that life was different. It wasn't, I had somehow made it more magnificent than I than it was, right? With the 13-year-old eyes, you kind of have this dream of, of home and then you come back and you realize that things are different. Not one, being your father is not there anymore. So of course, your experiences are very different. Mm. And you're coming back with the perspective of having lived in the US for a while. Mm in a different system for a while. So coming back home, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to move back. And then they're like, yeah, no, this is not going to work out. I'm just going to go back to the U.S. Yeah. So that's so, it was a dream in a way, but it wasn't a very well-grounded dream. But Understood. that was sort of where it was. And from. then, yeah, and that's a, that's, a, that's a great point that you bring up. Um, but that's a significant loss yeah. at such a young age. Absolutely. And the way you kind of found out, too, is like yeah. shocking. Yeah. And, you know, I've just, I don't know where I heard this recently. They said, um, like, as human beings, like, the neurons in our brains are not, like, fully, fully, completely formed until, like, 32. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe, like, 13, they're, like, firing everywhere. Right, right, and right. Something right. so traumatic happened. Right. What did you learn from that loss that kind of helped you throughout your life to cope with losses and to move forward and stuff like that? That's a deep question. What did I learn from that? Um, I think the biggest lesson, really, if we think about how that changes you or forms you, is, and hopefully it doesn't sound terrible, but the lack of uh, support system. I, th- you know, I grew up with my dad, so sort of yeah, my dad. Thirteen, yeah, yeah, that's. And my mom was here the, most of that, so my experience mm. was really like my father's a single parent. Yeah. Um. So coming here, sure, that's my mom, but I don't really have a relationship with her. So it was kind of very early. You you learn that okay, well, doesn't sound nice, but in a way, you learn that you're here by yourself. Like this is your, this is life. This mm. is how it works. Um. I think that has helped me in terms of my businesses and my career because it's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta make this work. Like, I don't care what happens. You're going yeah. to figure it out. So I started, I think I started braiding hair early. Kind nice. of had a small business by 15. Let's go. <laughs> I was braiding hair and then I was babysitting. And so it was always this. You, you have to figure this whole thing out. There are no options. There's no failing. There, like, there's nothing to fall back on. So get it sorted. Yeah, and um, and it must be. I don't know if it's a little bit selfish for me to really try <laughs> to see how to get that question out because I mean I'm not trying to get super personal on no, here but fine. recently my mother-in-law passed I'm sorry about that yeah, sorry for and like like two weeks ago she's gonna get buried tomorrow actually and I mean it was just a regular day she was mm. always been sickly mm. but we I mean even people are sick for a long time you don't expect it's a sickness gonna take them out it's yeah. like oh that person they're sickly let's keep, we keep living right mm-hmm. And I was just home with my eldest daughter. She was around your age. Mm. She was she's eleven. Mm. And I made some breakfast and say, "Hey, babe, take this to your granny." Mm-hmm. She opened the door. She came back with this look of horror because she stayed with she's us. She's the one. Oh God, that's hard. Yeah. So yeah. she saw that and she came in like, "Dad, like just just the sound like." Mm-hmm. 
And I went in there. I was confused. I called 911. Do I do CPR? Do I pump on her chest? I called 911. Mm. They, 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 luckily, they came. I was distraught. Um, so I only can imagine my uh, my 11 year old yeah. now. She, she's feeling it. She's yeah. strong because she's a recover. She, her name is Alan, and we, I think the name come from Oak Tree. Mm. Uh, she's and she's very endure. Because I brought her to Jamaica when she was like three years old. Yeah, and she was talking pat and everything. <laughs> That's so she's very adaptable, yeah. right? So I, I was getting a little personal asking that question yeah. to see somebody like yourself that experienced yeah. that. How, right? Yeah. Well, relating oh, to that, what are some of the stuff I should be looking yeah. for in my little baby? Yeah, relating to that when it comes to loss. So there are two things in that particular scenario because one, she got to actually see the person, right? So that's that's a very hard thing for the system. I remember the first time I saw a dead body. I can still remember it now till today. Mm. So that's something that you kind of make sure you're talking to her through that process, or at least mm. have someone that she can talk to about having to think about mortality that early. Right. Because a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times we don't think about our mortality or just mortality in general until you're a little Mm -hmm. older. You're not faced with it. You may hear it, but you're not having to see it or Mm -hmm. have it be that close. Um, Someone that's in your house, in the bedroom, in the house. Right. So that's something that I would say, I mean, if you have a strong support system, church, friends, somewhere where you can talk about it. Yeah. Somewhere where there's an outlet to talk about it. Um, I think that's going to help. As I mentioned, I I ain't trying to just hear everything out. It seemed like something appropriate to ask. But I'm kind of back in the business type of mindset. Now, you Mm -hmm. said that kind of open, you know, having that experience kind of open up your your mind that, hey, you got to make it happen. Yeah. Um, But that's a mindset. Right? Absolutely. And, you know, one thing is having, because a lot of people have trauma, have mm-hmm. traumatic experience in their lives, mm-hmm. right? But not all of them use it to propel them. Mm-hmm. What do you think separate the people who get trauma mm-hmm. and stuck with that trauma versus others that they get trauma yeah. and it uses it, they use it to level up? What do you think yeah. separate those two type of people? Uh, I think... A big part of it comes to the whole locus of control. Have you heard the concept of a locus of control? Yes, yeah. I'm so, familiar, so, not very, very much so. Okay. But, mm-hmm. So I would say a mix of mindset and locus of control. Being If you if you think you have an internal locus of control, that you you, you consider yourself being the driver of your own life. Oh, I call it right. something different. Okay. The, 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 uh, uh, the hero's... I was just talking about this, actually. Yeah. The I, hero's journey. The hero's journey, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's locus I'm, of control. This is different. Similar, yeah, it. similar. Like, I think I'm using this, like, I, undergrad in psychology. I thought I was going to be a psychologist at some point. So I like the idea of psychology and reading those books. So I, speak, I guess I'm using that frame of No thought. worries, you're good. But uh, I think people who understand that they are the creators of their own lives, the drivers of their own ship, the, 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 the visionaries for themselves, you may not know what it is when mm. you're young, but mm-hmm. you can tell those people. Yeah. You can tell yeah, you can yeah, meet yeah. them and be like, yeah, this is you intense you... that we're talking about this. Oh, <laughs> really? Keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh keep going. and then there are those who feel like, oh, everything, okay, the hero's journey right there. Keep so, going. It's in it's, my bag. It's, like... <laughs> and it's the same thing. And there are those who feel like, that oh, things crazy. are happening to me and life is happening to me and I have no control and I don't know what to do and woe is me. Oh my god, it's so bad and sad and everyone's whatever the story. Mm. Uh, some people may have it naturally others may have to work on it I think for me it's probably a little bit of both I think Mm. Um, and I think having that 
yeah, there are moments where you think, oh, man, my life, gosh, is so dramatic. Like, all these things happen. No. And then there are times when you think, okay, all these things have happened, but what do I want? Like, how do I want the next phase to look like? What do I want my future to look like? I could sit here and cry all day. My dad died. I don't have any money. I don't have this. I can't do that. I can't do that. Or you could think, how the hell do I figure it out? Mm. And what do I need to do to give myself the kind of life I want? Because it's not going to fall from the sky. I gonna, I'm, I'm the one that has to figure out how to make it happen. So I think that plays a big part of it. I also think the mindset, we talk about having more of a static mindset or a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. I think that also plays a part in it. If you are going to stick in the street, like this is what I do, this is what I know, um, then that's it. That's where you're going to be for a while. It's kind of interesting how you use the, the same, very similar terms that I'm very familiar, <laughs> but you just kind of call them different, Something like some mind of abundance. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. so you call yeah. it static versus growth, right? right? This is a growth mindset. Yeah, it's a limitation mindset exactly. versus abundance. Versus abundance. And just believing cool. that, you know, you can, you can kind of push yourself beyond whatever phase you are in life. It's not, life is not stagnant. You can actually change things and, and manipulate things and grow and, you know, change your story. Uh, I think those are two things that play a huge role in in how much you're able to progress, even through challenges. Yeah. Um, and as, as individual, right, mm -hmm. we're both business owners, mm -hmm. right? You own two businesses, um, you know, I'm, I'm into other, you know, different mm -hmm. businesses as well. So we read, we we have circles that allow mm -hmm. that mindset to flourish. Mm -hmm. But sometimes us, we're talking to ourselves, oh, yeah, you got that term. It's the same thing, but mm -hmm. we, we're talking the same language. Mm -hmm. How does somebody who is who wants that, mm -hmm. but they're like stuck in a nine to five? Sorry to say that, crude. Yeah. How do they get out of that? Well, I was in a night. I don't, I mean, I don't, did you have a nine to five experience? I did. Okay. I was in a nine to five for what, 12 years, 11, 12 years before I decided to leave. Mm. Um, well, before I actually left, I think the decision happened much earlier, but before I actually left. Gotcha. Um, so how does someone get to enhance your mindset or enhance your um, realm of influence while you're in a sort of systematic type position or a job. Mm. I think that's the beauty of the internet now, right? <laughs> like that's, if you don't have friends who, who speak that language or you don't mm -hmm. know people who think like that or you don't know, you know, you have no one who's going to help you grow that part of your brain or that part of your experience. The internet is amazing. It Heck, is. TikTok is amazing. It Instagram is. is amazing. You could find something more valuable to pay attention to, right? It's, True. It's because you have a t you have time to spend on something. You're right. Even with the nine to five. I mean, we know nine to five, you're working maybe five hours or six. Other times you're goofing off. If you're off. a good worker, you're exactly. working five hours. Right. The ones that not Other working, times maybe. you're doing something else, you're scrolling somewhere else. It just becomes a matter of what is your interest and what are you trying to accomplish. And based on that, then you will find resources to um, or you seek out resources okay so to for, help you in that process to grow yeah yeah um and that's just my opinion i mean of no course, i get it i get it <laughs> some it's, people find you know find it hard and make it sound too simple but that's just my personal it opinion. makes sense it makes sense and i have a personal experience with that i bought a truck because mm -hmm. you know doing solar um i bought a truck uh an 18 wheeler uh to haul cars mm -hmm. couldn't find a driver to save my life mm -hmm. I use the internet to figure out the to get my CDL. Yeah. And I use the internet to back up seven cars on a car hauler. Okay. YouTube. You figure it out. <laughs> you see where I'm coming yeah. from? So being able to figure out things is 
paramount mm-hmm. in the type of uh, in you know to become a, a, a business owner. But once okay, you get the revolution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, um, I got to do this because mm-hmm. you said even for yourself, the decision was made before mm-hmm. you took the step. Mm-hmm. How do we take the step? Planning, preparation, um, a lot of analysis, because I think a lot of times we may have an idea and then jump off too quickly. I think there is a space, that gap between idea or vision or intention Mm -hmm. and execution requires a little bit of work. And that work is more internal. It's the planning work. It's the uh, making decisions around home life work. It's Mm -hmm. the preparing yourself for the challenges work. Sometimes it's physical work. So Mm -hmm. it just depends. Well, there is work that goes into that space. It's a lot Um, of work. It's a lot of work. I think for me personally, I decided maybe three, four years before I even left my company that I was going to leave. But I also knew that for me to leave, I needed to stash a certain amount of money. So I had to kind of work harder at my job to get promotions so I can get bonuses so I can put that away to prepare for the work. I also knew I had to take some exams because I wasn't licensed in the state that I was living in. So I had to prepare myself to take certain exams. Um, To become a realtor, I had to study while I had a job to prepare for that and then work that on the side and get a little bit more money. So there's there's work. I'm exhausted just listening. (laughs) I know. And it sounds exhausting. But once again, I think if you start with the end in mind, knowing where you're trying to get to, then you're not so tired by it Mm. because you have a vision of where you're trying to go. Yeah, let's let's expound on that. Starting with the end in mind, yeah. expound a little bit more on uh, that, just I, to help general because you've done it, you've done it yeah. for yourself, you're doing it, and right? it's it's an ongoing process. Even now, I have a new target. There's a new end, so now mm. I got to do the work to get to the new mm, end. Mm. Until we actually die, there has to be a constant <laughs> evolving process. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and for some people, contentment and satisfaction is okay, too, because there are those who are like, I don't want to work that hard. I'm okay. And but do I'm you content. think that's a real thing or you think that's just something people tell themselves once they get stagnant? No, I think there's some people who are okay being content. I believe that. No, no, no. I, I think, think you're either growing or you're decaying. I agree. So that's we're talking about two different things. I agree that you're either growing or decaying, but I'm also saying there are some people who are okay with contentment. Okay, okay with being. Uh, they don't see it the way you and I see it, though. Uh, it's, I'm terrified. But they don't see it the way we like see it. We're, we're saying right now, and I agree with you, <laughs> because we're saying you're either moving forward or you're going backwards because life continues to move, right? Mm-hmm. So you can be standing still, think you're standing still, but you're going backwards. To some other people, it's like, no, I'm not interested in that kind of growth. I want to just spend time with my family and hang out every day or whatever. I want to, you know, I don't know. I want to travel. I want to write a book. I'm working on a vision. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stay here for three years and dig through it gradually and I'll keep my job. So there's just different ways that people decide to live their life. And that's fine. I'm just saying for people who are more intentional about growth or expansion or evolution, however you want to look at it. Beginning with the end in mind is looking at where you want to be three, four, five years, 10 years in the future Mm. and work backwards. That's kind of how I've been able to deal with my life. Mm. Where do I want to be in five years? Oh, there. How do we get there? What do I need to do? What are the steps and the actions that I need to do to get there? So it sounds exhausting and it is a lot of work, but... My goal was to be where I am now exactly at this time that I am here. So for me to be here, I had to kind of put a different kind of work in five years ago Mm. and a different kind of work in three years ago. Um, And now there's going to be a next five-year goal. Like, where do I want to be in five years? 
you know, that I have to put a different kind of work in now to get there. Legit. So definitely being the hero of your story, right? It's like if you're writing a book, how you can make it boring as hell or you can make it exciting. Like, (laughs) why would you choose the other option? I had a training today and that's all, that's what it was, the whole training was about with my crew. Yes. Really? Tell me more. What was it about? Like, so, um, I was like in the grand scheme of things, I mean, humans been around what? 20,000 plus year ice age type stuff, right? That's a lot of years, right? A lot of time, yeah. And we only get 100 years if we're lucky on. Who, we? Human beings, oh, if you're lucky. I think at like 75, 75 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm still, on average. I'm talking all like okay. thousands. Okay. I'm like, yeah, Back just then. 100 just yeah. to, for us to feel yeah. okay, right? Yeah. Uh, so in the grand scheme of things, we're barely here, yeah. right? And you're going to go, you're not going to live forever. Absolutely. So why not swing for the fences? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. with the time that you have, why not create or do something that's going to outlive yeah. you? Yeah. The way I look at it, yeah. the way I look at it, you know, coming here as an immigrant, I look at myself like some of the immigrants that came here 50, mm-hmm. 60, 100 years ago, mm-hmm. and now their descendants mm-hmm. are just living off interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because someone planned and thought about the Somebody future. Somebody planned, yeah. you see? So so that's really what I was trying to get across uh, to my guys and mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just starting with the end in mind, I didn't use that term at <laughs> all, but that's, that's something that's, that's idea, yeah. awesome. Um, <clears throat> so Ray Dalio, mm-hmm. a guy I reference reference a couple of times, mm-hmm. he's being in, in, in the finance world about diversification, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he has a pretty neat, uh, book actually. Principles? Oh, <laughs> oh I'll, yeah, you know, I'll do the fist bump in the middle of my stuff, but it's right okay. now we're vibing, we'll just, so we'll, let's go. We'll go for it. Yes, oh. I like I like the book. So okay, you like yeah. the book. Yeah. Okay, and you have a pretty neat video too, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. that, that explains that concept, mm-hmm. right? And I structured, believe it or not, I structured this business around that. Nice. Every single one of my new reps yeah. that come in, I'm like, watch that video, try right. to read that book, because... The goal is not the goal. The right. goal is to get to the goal to level yourself right. up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, since, you know, you're very familiar with it, during um, principles, one of the big concepts that he, he mentions are two things that can hold you back. And those two major things are ego mm-hmm. and blind spots. Mm-hmm. How do you think those two things will either affect a business owner mm-hmm. when he or she is at one level and they need to level up because they need to get to the end. The next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the biggest thing about ego is that it forces you not to learn, mm. right? I think when you have ego playing in the business situation, you don't realize that there's so much more you have to learn. So you're operating like, I got this, I know this, as opposed to coming with a certain level of humility to say, I, I may know what I know, but I don't know what I need to know. So there's a lot more for me to learn. So that really ties into the growth mindset I mentioned earlier. Constantly knowing that you're in a position to learn more. Hmm. You're in a position to understand more. You're in a position to contribute more. You're in a position to really put yourself back from where you think you are mm-hmm. and review where you, know, where you should be going. Um, blind spots, I think that's just where we all need help. We need community. We need friends. We need people that are in business as well. Because once again, we don't know as much as we think we do. Right. We can 
we might know a concept or think we get some, but we oh, we don't know as much as we think we yes, do. As small business owners, there are huge business people out there. There are people who are making a ton, tons of more money. I don't know what I need to know. Like I'm a small, tiny, puny person trying to figure this thing out. And sure, I've made some steps or some progress. Ooh, I have a business, but I don't know what I need to know. <laughs> oh, need to learn, but it's yeah. yeah I like so how frank you are. Ooh, yeah. it's like oh, you have a business. Yeah, you're a business owner. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Great, but I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know anything. I'm, mm. I'm learning every day. I'm figuring out things every day. I am challenging myself to learn more and meet more people, enlarge my circle of influence and my circle of knowledge by default. Um, yeah, so I think we all just need to be a little bit more humble. I think mm. that kind of changes perspective when you realize where your position is in the grand scheme of everything. Mm. As business owners or folks who are trying to either leave that nine to five or expand their circle, do you have any advice of how you even do that? What if you're trying to leave the nine to five? I can plug in my program. <laughs> Let's go. No, I have this um this coaching program for mm -hmm. like entrepreneurs boot camp. That's what I call nice. it. But it's really a mindset challenge because the idea is to force you to think about yourself before you think of the business you're going to form. Because a lot of times people I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to have a business. But you haven't really done the work on yourself. Like, how does your mindset need to shift to be able to be a business person? Not just to have a registered entity, because I try to make, tell, talk to people, you have a registered entity doesn't mean you're a business person. You know, everybody. Yeah. you can file an LLC, that's cool, but you're not a business person. A business person comes with the mindset of a business person. So my bootcamp is really an, a way to force people to think beyond just the registration of your entity. Um, I think things like that, like really sitting back and assessing yourself mm. and what you're, not just what you're offering in business, but what you are bringing to the table as a business person. So if you're going to leave a nine to five, sure, what's the idea? Mm. You have an idea, great. How are you going to execute? You know, what do you not know? When you ask, well, what do you not know? Well, I don't know. It's like, well, go figure it out. Go think about what you don't know because those things you don't know are the blind spots and that's what's uh, going to come and bite you later if you're not taking the time to assess what you don't know mm. either in that industry or really about yourself as a business person. Mm. You can say entrepreneurship is hard, right? I mean, I don't know about oh, you, but it is. It is. Oh, I'm, yeah. I've worked it's, a lot more than I've ever had to yeah, work in my like, life. You're, well, you're your own boss, but no, you're your customer's boss. Right. How many customers you got right you know? you're your customer's servant for lack of a better word you're <laughs> right, not your customer's right. boss like Service, they have yeah. to pay you and then you have to provide something mm. to them and you have to manage how they feel about you and you have to manage you know how you communicate to them you have to manage how you show up like there's just all these other facets that yeah. it's not just owning a business it's how do you change in the process of becoming a business person mm. um so if, if anyone's thinking of doing that sure just make sure you do the thorough assessment of yourself of the business the business you plan you said you have a boot camp that's designed for for people like that yeah so the boot camp used a little to bit be, more about it yeah if, if that's okay yeah that's fine the boot camp used to be um it used to be a program like a coaching program that i had because what would happen is you'd get into the program and i would um i would provide the legal services for you know registering the business we're talking through your operating agreement your business contracts and all of that we would help you with your trademark and then i would coach you because i have a coaching like i have a business coaching license Understood. as well so i'd coach the people through the process but i found that not everyone that signed up was ready 
if that makes any sense, right? Yeah, so, it makes sense. Um, it became this struggle where, okay, we're at a coaching meeting, you're not going to show up, you haven't done the homework, you haven't done the And I, I just thought, okay, we're at an age where I can make this a digital program and you can go ahead and buy it and do that part. And if you want additional coaching, that's when you're ready, you've done the base assessment, then you can come and we'll have one-on-one -on -one conversations. And then I can challenge you in the one-on-one -on -one as to what your base level work you've done. Mm. So this year I put it as an online program and then people can kind of get it online and you know do it at their own well, pace. Somebody so where does yeah, yeah, where does someone go to, to find that? Um Padia.abilegal. So Abilegal and or they can contact my office, we'll just send them the information as well. Uh, I try I, I need to be more visible with it. So a part of entrepreneurship you need to be a marketing person right. i don't I, i'm not good at marketing i hate talking about myself <laughs> so i need to work on that but it's on party it's a platform for um, well online if courses. you hate talking about yourself <clears throat> let me talk about you for a little bit <laughs> so i actually use your service at yes. abby legal thank you and i did went online and did my my online review and stuff but thank you i would you i'm gonna use this opportunity to actually give up like my experience thank you and just being the first day i walked in i was like man these folks they got this stuff together <laughs> thank like you. from the lady that met me at the front mm. all the way to kind of put me to the the, the very nice so anytime you come in my office and you compliment me i'm like that's <laughs> cool because your office is lit right <laughs> Um, for me to wait, you know, you, you were very prompt and like super professional, but not like overly professional. It still had a little bit to let me feel at ease. Right. And <clears throat> I was like, I definitely can work with this person. And when it actually get to the proceeding and I hear the other lawyers speak and then you open your mouth, I'm like, we're about to kick some butt. <laughs> <laughs> so it. Your your aura you. create confidence, yeah. and I think um, you know even going with the end in mind, uh, starting with the end in mind. If you have the confidence that this is going to turn out for you good, yeah. even if this, the odds are against you, mm -hmm. you get that confidence. So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Thank you. The, your your vibe that instill confidence in your client. I think that's like your biggest virtue. Thank you. Because um, <clears throat> now it's a team. Yeah. You instill, you know, you're my leader. You instill confidence in me. I'm like, let's go, coach, yeah, put yeah. me in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, and I'm thankful. And that, that, and all the other big thing that I did realize for you as well, your negotiation skills are off the chart. Thank you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so this is me because I've used their service by over seven months. Yeah. Well, seven, seven, plus, eight months, seven, eight months. Seven, eight months. I do know your level of professionalism, the, the depth and the service. And like you're like all five stars on on Google reviews. And that's what attracted me. Yeah. So anybody have, if you're a business owner and you're not getting your legal side before you even decide you want to get into business, you need to deal with Abby because, you know, Abby Legal because they know what they're doing. Um, and if you are uh, not, uh, somebody stuck in a nine to five and want to kind of figure out getting in your business, you'll find a great professional in, in Abby. So thank you. Um, um, yeah. Can I get a clip of this? 100 <laughs> like, okay. Because I'm like, wait, this. <laughs> no, it's the truth. It's thank the you. Truth. I appreciate so, it.